At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston is Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Big day, big Wednesday. We're only, what, four days away from the Super Bowl, Pritch. So uh, we're getting closer and closer. The prop bets are heating up. We're still seeing some movement back down to four at some shops. Where's that four and a half money with the uh, Bengals got hit? It's coming back down a bit. Total still 48 and a half, Pritch. But a big day today. We'll break down it all. We got Adam Burke Day, which I'm excited about. Get his thoughts on how to approach the props, how to approach the big game. But, Pritch, real quick, one thing from last night that came through for a lot of wise guys was Arkansas. Arkansas Mm -hmm. at home against Auburn. Remember we talked about this game where it was kind of a fishy number. You know, you had the number one team in the country. You know, they're only laying, what, two points on the road against an unranked team. And even though it was heavily bet toward, um, toward Auburn, the line actually fell toward Arkansas. So looking for these fishy moves, these unranked versus ranked opportunities with some really good contrarian reverse line movement and cash for Arkansas last night. If you're looking for an Arkansas redo, a couple matches tonight. Number one would be Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Pritch, everybody on Texas Tech. You can't blame them. Good record. They're ranked ninth in the country. Oklahoma's unranked. But yet Texas Tech only opened as around a three-point favorite. The line is down to two and a half. Money is coming in on Oklahoma. The other one would be Mississippi State. They're at home unranked against a ranked Tennessee squad who's ranked 19th in the country. That's almost a carbon copy of that Arkansas game last night. You had Tennessee open as around a two and a half point favorite. Now the line is down to one and a half Mississippi state, 12 and one at home, Tennessee, only three and four on the road. So those numbers that look too good to be true pricks, like Uh how do you not take the number one team in the country, you know, only laying a point or two, but yet when they're contrarian, the lines go to the unranked team. I love making those bets at cash free last night, Arkansas. The matches tonight, again, would be the Sooners with Oklahoma and Mississippi State. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm kind of ignoring rankings in, in college hoops right now because, I mean, why not? Why can't Purdue be the number one team in the country or Kentucky or, or Gonzaga? I mean, right at this point, uh, the AP rankings, I, I don't know how relevant they are really because I'm seeing some outstanding hoops out there. <laughs> now, I, I will say this. I don't know if Texas Tech is the ninth best team in the country uh, considering all the other great teams out there right now. Yeah, great point. And Pritch, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, as betters, we should get into the mindset of not falling in love with rankings. Mm -hmm. This is something that the public really falls into the trap of. Because, again, we've all been there. You're first betting on sports. You're looking at a big game. You want to bet it tonight. Anytime you see that 1 through 25 number next to one team and then the other team has no number next to them, 
your automatic public bias is to say, hey, they're ranked for a reason. They're the better team. They got to win. They got to cover. But really, as if you're a contrarian base better, you actually look at that the other way. You want to bet against those ranked teams because they're overvalued. You want to buy low on those unranked teams because they're undervalued. So again, we're trained to think as new betters, bet the team with a higher ranking. But in reality, especially when we're looking at the point spread, not who wins, but who covers, you actually want to buy low on those unranked teams or ranked teams, especially if they're really contrarian with a reverse line move in their favor. Chalky Knight in the association as well, too, Josh. When you think about the NBA, the trade deadline is approaching. And so uh, some of these teams need help. Uh, big time in a big way. I mean, the Lakers for sure. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, some advantages too, though. When you think about what Portland's going through as they're stripping that thing down, uh, we got some good games that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Uh, but your Celtics too, and, and the Nets, and what's going on right there. Uh, the trade talks are heating up certainly, and and I think people are starting to have that opinion that the Nets are going to be active and perhaps move Harden and in, in return to get Simmons. Yes, this is the kind of type of year, Pritch, over the next or uh, you know next couple of days here, leading into tomorrow, where you love being on Twitter because the rumors are flying. I don't <laughs> care if it's a blue check mark or not. Give me all the rumors. I love hearing it. But you're totally right. You know, one thing that's crazy over the NBA the last couple of days, uh, last four days, this people have been tweeting this, but favorites are 25 and three against the spread. They've been winning all their games. They've been covering all their games. To me, again, you see these aberrations or crazy spots where like dogs are really hot or favorites are really hot. But anytime you're like around an all-star break or after an all-star break or right before a trade deadline or after a trade deadline, to me, does that speak to what these favorites and this chalk rolling like, hey, the good teams are, are playing well and motivated. The bad teams are tanking and giving up. That could be an angle here because, again, we were talking about the Celtics game last night. It was either, to me, you lay the points with the Celts or you mm -hmm. lay off the game. Nets were shorthanded. They roll. These are the kind of spots you like to look for. And, again, will we see Simmons get dealt? Will we see Harden get dealt? Uh, I think right now you're really looking at the NBA where chalk with all this uncertainty is right. really, really doing well uh, recently. Yeah, shout out to you too because we were going over that line, the Celtics and the Nets. It was eight during the show, same <laughs> time yesterday, closed at 10 and a half right there. So there you go. Uh, get in before uh, that line was going to move. It didn't really matter, to be honest with you, but uh, a chance to get in on that game for sure. You mentioned a big day uh, on the show today. We have Adam Burke in studio. Adam Burke is a VSIN sports betting analyst. He's also a contributor with Point Spread Weekly and also the VSIN uh, Daily Newsletter uh, writer as well. Adam, how are you? I'm good. How's it going today, guys? It's going well. Josh, how you doing? You doing all right? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> I'm excited. Big college hoops day. Let's go. Yeah. You know, so Josh brought up Arkansas and Auburn. I want to ask you this question about that game. And, and okay, in particular, a spot because Auburn hasn't played well on the road. Certainly in, in college basketball, there's a home court advantage because the student section fans, incredible. They talked about that during the broadcast as well. Uh, but I don't know if you can take away that Auburn is a bad team uh, on the road. Not, not, not a bad team. They just don't play as well as they have been, certainly, right? But then you look at Arkansas being able to rise to the occasion. So as a better when you're looking at spots like that, Adam, I mean, what's your takeaway? Because, I mean, Arkansas only won that game based on free throws. Yeah, I think it's really important to go back and, and not just look at the final score, but see why a game played out the way that it did. And in this game in particular, look, Arkansas 26 of 32 at the free throw line, Auburn 8 of 17. So the Razorbacks were plus 18 at the free throw line. Auburn actually made 30 shots from the floor to 23 for Arkansas, but Auburn loses the game. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Auburn played bad necessarily. You know, they, they ran into some foul trouble and, and Arkansas made them pay for it. But that's why it's really important. You know, I know Josh was talking about what happened with that line and getting to the window with Arkansas and, you know, obviously a very good thing for the Razorbacks backers. 
But at the same time, this game very easily could have gone the other direction. Right. You know, without that big free throw disparity, and even if Auburn was better than 8 of 17 from the free throw line, maybe this game goes a little bit differently. So you really want to look at the box score. You know, you don't just want to look at the final score because that only tells a very small snippet of the story. Going through the box score, looking at sites out there like BartTorvik.com, like KenPom.com, some of the metrics and the analytics sites that are out there, they will give you a better idea of what actually took place in that game. And then you can decide how you want to handle it accordingly. Adam, let's try to change gears a little bit. I really want to talk about what you wrote about in the newsletter today. I thought it was a really good article. So if you haven't signed up yet, VEASAN.com slash newsletter, best way to stay plugged into VEASAN and everything in the betting market. But you were talking about kind of what we joke around is like uh, anal- paralysis by analysis, like information overload. I think as bettors, you know, we have two weeks to go to the Super Bowl. We get pounded by, you know, talk radio and by uh, sports betting shows and just sports shows in general where a lot of these narratives form and you're just getting pounded with information and like you're overthinking yourself. It's just almost too much to comprehend but maybe you can talk about your article today how do we kind of combat all this information overload and really try to find you know what adam silver got famous about uh finding the signal amongst the noise yeah i mean look the the reality is in the two weeks leading up to the super bowl you cannot get away from the super bowl you know everybody's talking about even people that don't really like the nfl are talking about it whether they're talking about the halftime show or something else so it's just out there that there's nothing that you can do to get away from it unless you actively try to do some things to get away from it, you know, find a distraction, whether that's betting college basketball, the NBA, the NHL curling, like our friend Ben Wilson behind the, behind the glass there, you know, find something that you can do different away from the Super Bowl. because look, you know, you talked about it already, Josh, this line's kind of going from four and a half to four. I mean, this line hasn't moved in over a week. You know, I know that there's a lot of prop betting stuff out there. There's a lot of betting analysis out there. Some good, some very, very bad, especially in this, you know, legalized sports betting landscape. So, you know, try to actively look at something other than the Super Bowl. And it's, it's hard for me to say, obviously, because we're covering it on every show. And I certainly want to make sure everyone's listening to what we have to say about it. But it, it's one of those things to me where, you do get paralysis by overanalysis. You will kind of go back and forth on the game, on prop bets, on everything else based on the different people that you hear. So figure out who you trust the most. You know, talk to your inner circle. And also, too, keep an open mind. You know, somebody may come up with a point or an angle, something like that. Like, Pritch, you and I were talking about it before the show. Like, there are things you see in NFL games that I could never possibly see. If there was an angle that you brought up regarding a prop play mm-hmm. and it kind of triggered something for me, I'd pay very close attention to what was said. I personally like to look at the metrics. So if I'm somebody who brings up a stat or something like that, maybe that's something that you listen a little bit closer to. So keep an open mind. Try and find some different things other than just sitting there staring at the same bet over and over and over again. We are going to monopolize your time because we're going to have you in another segment here in the studio, and we'll get to the Super Bowl and your thoughts on the game, perhaps some props as well. But I want to go back to college hoops because uh, is there a game that you want to highlight or, or, or point out to the audience in terms of maybe an angle or two that you found? Yeah, a couple of games. One of them is a bet that I lost last night, and I think it's really important to go back and look at your winners and your losers and see if you did something wrong, if you missed something, if the game just didn't work out in your favor. So I was on Ohio last night, plus three against Toledo. Now, in the first meeting against Toledo, Ohio gave up 1.23 points per possession. It was the most all season. The second most was against Kentucky back in November. Kentucky, obviously a really, really good team. Toledo's a very solid team by max standards and, you know, probably the favorite to win this conference right now. But I expected Ohio to do better defensively, and they did. Mm -hmm. The problem was they had arguably their worst offensive performance of the season outside the game they played against LSU. So that's one where I correctly 
believed that Toledo would not be as good offensively, I played Ohio instead of playing the under. So, you know, those are things that can happen for you, but you want to go back and sort of figure them out. And then a play on tonight's card, Ohio State is minus three against Rutgers. Rutgers just had a massive offensive explosion in their last game against Michigan State. 1.345 points per possession. That's probably not going to happen again. So I look to play against outliers, and that's why I like Ohio State tonight against Rutgers. All right, off and rolling here on Betting Across America. I just want to remind everybody about the Big Game Betting Guide. Right now, VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up and get our free Big Game Betting Guide. The digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Uh, you know what, Josh? I think I'm sleeping on curling because there's been a lot of curling references going on around here. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom line on curling and most importantly, the Super Bowl. Come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Game is right around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 522 Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, and Adam Burke in studio with us. Adam Burke is our VSIN sports betting analyst, also VSIN daily newsletter writer, points for a weekly contributor. He does it all. So, Josh, I think I've been sleeping on curling. Uh, what can you, uh, in terms of information, can you give me anything about curling? Uh, what's going on in the Olympics as well? So, Pritch, I can say if the you know the three of us wanted to be a curling team, you know, you would throw that little I think it's called the the dial or the disc down okay. the middle, and then me and Adam are going to use the toothbrushes and go and go really really fast <laughs> to make sure we can guide it in the right direction. Yeah, the the rock I heard it's it's, it's termed here, but guys, I'm burying the lead. I can't believe we didn't start the show with this, but there was a, a photo going viral last night on Twitter that broke the internet. Let's throw it up on the screen. If you didn't know, Mike Pritchard <laughs> is one of the sharpest guys we know. 
But look how jacked Mike Pritchard. He still is jacked, but uh, that looks like a young DK Metcalf here, Pritch. Tell me your routine, uh, your workout schedule, your diet. I mean, we all strive to be, uh, you know, a Greek, uh, a Greek mythology uh, athlete like you are here. You're pretty, pretty ripped there. Uh, you know what? Shout out to Matt Silva for that <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, I was kind of jacked back then, right? <laughs> Look at that scar <laughs> on that right arm of mine. That's I still have that scar. But um, no, I mean that that was you know what's funny about the story with cards, trading cards is uh, we were association when I got drafted, and not a union because we wanted to get to free agency, and so we broke up the union. And one way we raised revenue or got revenue for our association, the NFLPA, was through these trading cards. And the fact that they're still in circulation, I still get autograph request to this day, Josh. Um, so people are finding me all over the place and, and still sending them in. And I'm proud to sign them because I, that's humbling. Uh, and certainly it, it brings back memories to be able to look like that uh, at, at some point. No, that's pretty awesome. And, and Adam, I think we're going to need some of these signed for us. And I know uh, when, when the show's over outside the, you know, the South Point door, you're going to have a lot of people lined up to sign that card, Pritch. <laughs> they've, been awesome. there, they've been outside before. It surprised me, that's for sure, after the show. Did somebody lift that off your Tinder profile? This <laughs> <laughs> <It's> is crazy. <laughs> I don't have a Tinder profile. I don't. Don't need one. When you look like that, you don't need one, right? <laughs> No, but that, no, that was great uh, and great. Shout out to Matt Silva, though. I don't know if it broke the internet, Josh, but uh, I did my part there, certainly for <laughs> sure. But uh, that was interesting to see that pop up uh, for sure out there on the Twitter uh, universe. Um, real quick, Adam, for the Super Bowl, you moved here from Ohio. You're a Cleveland Browns fan. I guess it's apropos that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Uh, your thought on the Bengals uh, and their matchup with the Rams? What are you thinking? Oh, of course. I mean, it makes perfect sense that a team that hadn't <laughs> won a playoff game in 30 years, you know, gets to the Super Bowl and, and the whatever. Anyway, so I'm rooting for Joe Burrow. I mean, I love the kid. Uh, you know, was at Ohio State originally, of course, and, and how he didn't play there based on what we've seen, I, I don't really know. Uh, but, you know, look, he does a lot of great things for the Buckeye State, specifically in the southern part of Ohio and in the Athens area and all of that. Uh, it is an area that is pretty economically depressed. So I give him a lot of credit for, for what he's been able to do down there. I just like rooting for the kid. And, look, I'm, I'm supposed to not root for the Bengals mm -hmm. because they're a division rival of the Browns. But, I mean, first of all, I'm on plus four and a half, so that's part of it. But also I just, I, you know, I'll root for Burrow here. I mean, I, I'm not going to be upset if Matt Stafford gets one after everything he played through in Detroit. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be, I'll be pulling for the Bengals here, not just because of the plus four and a half, but just to, to root for Burrow and, and root for an organization that, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of feel a certain kinship with, uh, with all the struggles that they've had too. I'm right there with you, Adam. And again, I'm holding the four and a half too. So you love what you're seeing out of Burrow and just a young career, what he's able to accomplish and get him to this level. Now, in terms of prop bets, you know, kind of with this line, not really moving much. Yeah, it's going four and a half to four at some shops. Total hasn't moved, but in particular, talking about Burrow, uh, Adam, you've done a great job of kind of talking about like correlated bets or like if you're thinking of something happening, you may be able to bet like a different prop bet that kind of predicts the same outcome. So I'm thinking about in terms of uh, the money line here in the Super Bowl MVP, like if you like uh, the Bengals, maybe to upset and win this game, you know, they're on plus 165 in the money line. But if Burrow wins the Super Bowl MVP, he's plus 225. So if you're kind of thinking at, at the same thing, and again, you could have the Bengals win and maybe it goes to Mixon or, or Jamar Chase, but maybe speak to that, Adam, a little bit. Like, again, don't just bet like the one thing you're thinking of. You can get a better number. Like if, if the Bengals were to win and Burrow gets MVP, you'll cash a plus 225 instead of just taking the 165 on the money line.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, 15 of the last 25 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks, nine of the last 12. The only offensive player that hasn't been a quarterback in the last 12 Super Bowls was Julian Edelman, and that game ended 13-3. to I don't think this game ends 13-3. to And to your point, Josh, look, I mean, what what do we say? Maybe a, at most, at the absolute most, a 5% chance the Bengals win the Super Bowl and Joe Burrow's not the MVP, just based on the history, based on what it would probably take for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you take Joe Burrow at plus 225, I think it makes more sense than taking the plus 170, plus 165 on the Bengals' money line. And I actually wrote about that in Point Spread Weekly where I know people are going to want to take Cooper Cup or they're going to want to take Aaron Donald or something like that. It's a quarterback-driven award, and also, too, those prices are really depressed. I mean, when Edelman won, I think he was plus 1,200 or something like that as the receiver. Maybe, maybe No, it was plus 2,000, actually. Cooper Cup is 6-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, wide receivers don't win this award frequently. Defensive players win it almost as often as wide receivers do, and a running back hasn't won it since Terrell Davis in the late 90s. Not that Joe Mixon or Cam Akers was going to, but it just speaks to the idea that if something good happens on offense – they give preferential treatment to the quarterback from a voting standpoint. And also, too, keep in mind, 80% of the MVP ballot is made up of 16 votes from writers and broadcasters. Writers want something that constructs a story for them. Joe Burrow winning the MVP is a story for them. Matt Stafford winning the MVP is a story for them. So, to me, I don't think you really have to look past the quarterbacks in the MVP market as, as boring and as bland as that may be because there are bigger prices out there. The reality is those guys just probably aren't going to win it, and their prices aren't big enough if they do. Yeah, you think about those voters, too, and who would they highlight in terms of somebody having a particular standout game that's not a quarterback. And on the list, I mean, you you gravitate towards Aaron Donald, I believe. All those writers and voters believe that he's the best player in football, and if he does anything significant, uh, maybe he'll have a chance to slide in there. He's 16-1 to on board right now. Uh, Any props? Uh, You're a metrics guy and and certainly doing a lot of uh, work uh, when it comes to breaking down this game. Any props that stand out to you right now? Yeah, there are a few props that I like in this game, one of them being T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. He's lined with the same number as Jamar Chase at five and a half, but Chase's over is like minus 150 on the juice. T. Higgins is plus money over five and a half. And that's one to me, or at least you know he was earlier on in the week. Maybe this is a line that's kind of getting pulled down a little bit. But he's a guy who only had seven fewer catches than Chase during the regular season, had almost the same number of targets, but missed two games. Chase, of course, getting a few targets in that week 18 game that didn't really matter. But T. Higgins is a guy He's the possession guy Mm -hmm. for this Bengals team. And I think Jamar Chase, whether it's Jalen Ramsey one-on-one or some kind of bracket coverage, the Rams are going to say, look, Jamar Chase is not beating us, period. End of story. Maybe he ends up doing it because he's that good of an athlete. But I think T. Higgins is the guy that they'll be okay with Burrow throwing the ball to because he's not going to be that big, explosive play guy. They can kind of contain everything, keep everything in front of them. So I like T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. On the defensive side, I like Von Bell over five and a half tackles plus assists because I think Von Bell is a guy that Lou Anarumo moves around a ton. You know, he loves to use him in run stoppage. He lines him up at linebacker sometimes. And I also think if they decide they need help against Cooper Cup, I think Von Bell's that guy. And Cooper Cup will get double-digit targets in this game. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. So I think Von Bell is very active in this game for the Bengals' defense. And then lastly, real quick here, I love to look at kicking props. Mm -hmm. I think kicking props are something that the market just doesn't really value properly for the most part. One that I play every year, and it's cashed in four of the last six Super Bowls, both teams to make a 33-plus yard field goal. Yes, is I think I saw it at one of the books out there, like minus 104, minus 105. To me, I think you've got two teams that are going to move the football, 
but you also have a Rams defense that was top 10 in red zone defense. You've got two run-of-the-mill, very average red zone offenses. I think these teams do end up having to settle for three a little bit, so I like that one as far as kicking props go. Adam, I'm right there with you. Number one with T. Higgins, look what he's done the last few games. He only had one catch for 10 yards against Vegas, but last two against Tennessee and Kansas City, seven for 96, six for 103. And again, if Ramsey's going to shadow Chase, does that really open up Higgins for a lot of catches and yards? So I'm with you on that one. Also like the McPherson over in terms of your kicking prop. Uh, but Adam, one really cool thing I want a lot of people to know about that you've been doing in spearheading is this VEASANT help desk. I think a lot of new betters, you know, they're coming in for the Super Bowl. They have questions. They don't know how to get it answered. Maybe speak to what you're doing at the help desk at VEASAN and how people can submit some questions. Yeah, so far I've answered quite a few questions in the VEASAN help desk and we are trying to encourage more responses from our other hosts and experts here at VEASAN.com. But submit your question and if it's good enough, we'll answer it. And, you know, there have been some questions that have not been great. There have been some questions that have been very, very good. But a lot of questions about hedging, a lot of questions about, you know, in-game opportunities, prop betting, all those different types of things. So you can check that out over at VEASAN.com and we'll be answering questions I think right up until about an hour before kickoff on Sunday. So submit those as soon as possible and see if your question gets answered any trading cards we need to be aware aware of uh, that might be sent in or definitely none of me <laughs> none not of you look like that anyway <laughs> josh anything in your closet that you want to disclose or uh i'll keep that maybe a little league uh, you know photo card here all right. i'll take that one all right adam thanks a lot for your time <laughs> absolutely guys always a pleasure to be here definitely a pleasure to have you come up next n- noise or narratives right here on vcin the sports betting network This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host with you today. And so, Josh, um, (laughs) I didn't use that picture on Tinder. I didn't have to. (laughs) But our time is different, though. Ooh, I like that, Pritch. And by the way, if you're looking, uh, you know, go to bed and watch something that's kind of interesting, the right. Tinder Swindler on Netflix. I'll just throw it out there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Our time's a dating app for people over 50, men and women. So <laughs> I can hurt the women with that one right there, over 50, right? Well, I, like, I thought you were on Farmers Only, Pritch. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> that's a different picture. That's a different picture. <laughs> Let's carry on with the news, noise, or narrative here with the Super Bowl because there's a lot out there, and do you fade or follow it, uh, Josh? And so Ben Wilson, our producer, came up with some outstanding narratives that are out there. And, and I wonder, should we fade or follow these narratives? Let's look at the first one. The Bengals' O-line can't block the Rams' pass rush. Now, that's noise, that's fact, but it's also a narrative. Uh, but you think, think about the correlated bet with this, uh, Rams over three and a half sacks. Do you fade or follow that? 
So this one's interesting to me, Pritch. I think, you know, because we have this two-week layup or, or kind of wait until the Super Bowl, there are narratives that form that maybe become a little bit overhyped. So, for example, I'm talking about that Tennessee game with Cincinnati where they give up nine sacks. You hear that a lot. Nine sacks, nine sacks, nine sacks. So you look at this number and you're like, three and a half? Oh, easy, easily they'll go over that number. Mm -hmm. You know, Burrow will get sacked at least four times. He was sacked nine times against Tennessee. But I think that can be um, kind of a dangerous situation, taking kind of a one-game sample. Because, yeah, the, that line has been porous, and it's obviously not the offensive line that you want if you're Burrow. However, you look at the game against Kansas City, Burrow's only sacked one time. You look at the game, the first one against the Vegas Raiders, he was only sacked two times. So the fact that uh, I think maybe the public is just falling in love, overvaluing that one kind of outlier that with nine sacks, they'll easily take the over. But Pritch, look what they're doing with the juice on that total. They're giving you plus money to go over. Doesn't that seem like kind of an easy bet? They're actually juicing up the under three and a half for the Rams. I think it's like minus 120. I'd actually go under here. Is it three? Is it two? Uh, I just think when you when you have such a kind of a low-hanging fruit like that nine-sack game, and we know with Taylor, what did he do after that nine-sack game? He protected Burrow pretty well there against Kansas City. So I think this is kind of a, a major thing that they're going to work on and protect and try to make sure that Burrow stays on his feet. I, if this would juice stuff over, mm -hmm. then you can make a case for it. Again, remember, public likes to bet yeses, likes to bet overs, likes plus money. This thing is actually juiced up under, uh, and to me, that's the play, the under three and a half. Okay, it does get interesting to me, though, because in that game against Kansas City, their game plan allowed them to have protection for Burrow, meaning the running game, the, the, the predictable nature of that offense. You know, the Chiefs fell asleep in terms of getting after the passer. Uh, and also they had a lead, too. You got to factor in the fact that the Chiefs had that lead. Uh, and then, OK, you're looking at the Bengals still running the football. And, OK, we're in control of this game. The Rams, their defense, they need pressure. I don't think their secondary can hold up against this wide receiving crew for the Bengals without pressure. So that's where it gets interesting, though, Josh. The, the narrative uh, that the fact that the Bengals, they know and they understand that their pass protection is a problem. One-on-one -on -one matchups up front is a problem. But how are they going to be able to solve that problem? Uh, how are they going to be able to hold up against that Rams defensive front? Yeah, and again, if you think it's going to be kind of advantage Rams here, then you are getting plus money, plus 105. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, you know, I think once it's so obvious, like, hey, we got to stop this great defensive line. Again, sometimes you're overpowered. Sometimes, you know, that kind of matchup just favors the defense. And hey, what can you do? But I think the fact that you've had two weeks to build up, I think, you know, obviously Taylor really improved after that nine sack game going into the next game. Yeah, the Rams are definitely going to try to get after Burrow here. But Burrow's got some swagger. He's pretty smart. Whether he's going to get the ball out quick or they have some design runs or you put in a, you know, a tight end to help blocking. To me, that's going to lead me to go under that three and a half sack. All right. I like this next one, too. Matthew Stafford's lack of big game experience will sink the Rams. Uh, correlated bet. Here you go. Fade or follow. Matthew Stafford passer rating uh, under 98 and a half minus 120. So what's interesting, Pritch, is if you look at his regular season passer rating, he had an average passer rating. I think he was 102.9. So you would have gone over based on his regular season. Mm -hmm. Look into the playoffs. And what's funny, Pritch, is like, you know, his lack of big game experience is going to hurt them. Well, it hasn't hurt him too much to this point. They're in the Super Bowl. You know, he's won three straight games here. So uh, maybe that's another kind of public mindset that maybe uh, may not be actually lining up with reality here. But uh, you look against Arizona. He had a 154.5 rating. He had a really good game there against Tom Brady, 121.2. Look at last week against San Fran, 96.3. So the last game, he would have gone under this number. Now, the juice is to the under. So the fact that they're paying you a higher, you have to pay a higher price to go under 98 and a half, especially with this total falling. Uh, and again, he has thrown just one pick this postseason. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I'd lean under there. But to me, Pritch, this is kind of one of those, if you're going to make a fun bet, 
I'd look toward the over. Again, Juice is telling you under. Right. But what are the results in the box scores? And again, being in your home stadium, yeah, he's going to have some nerves here. But this isn't, you know, a 25-year-old kid. I mean, Stafford's been, been in the game quite a while. I know it's his first Super Bowl. But I'd lean over, even though the Juice is actually telling you the other way. As a competitor myself, Josh, I look at the fact that Matthew Stafford uh, can change the narrative. Here you go. Uh, about his career, his legacy. Uh, if he wins a game, has a big game, uh, I think they start to talk about him as a Hall of Fame player. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, you look at his stats, his career stats. He's right there. Top 12 uh, career passing yards leader uh, in the National Football League. Let's get to this next one. Uh, as his former teacher, Sean McVay, knows everything Zach Taylor plans to run. Uh, the correlated bet, the Bengals team total under 21 and a half minus 115. Your thoughts? So a little bit of juice to the under minus 115. We do have obviously the total in the game dropping. So that kind of makes sense, but I'm not going to run to the window and bet that under pitch. I think, yeah. you know, you're in a dome, you have this, you know, a burrow who's got an extra week or, you know, two weeks here to get ready for the game. Uh, I expect some scoring here from the Bengals. You know, you look at what they've done in the playoffs. They had 26 points against the Raiders. They had 19 against the Titans, put in a winning effort. Then you score 21, uh, obviously that last game against the chiefs. So uh, juice a little bit to the under, but also in terms of juice pitch, like, to me, there's a big distinction between like a minus 120, minus 140, and a minus 115. Minus 115 is like kind of slight. Uh, obviously, we all strive to just lay a minus 110. But the fact that it's just somewhat juiced up, I don't think they're they're showing their hand too much. I'd actually lean a little bit over there. You have a really good kicker uh, in a dome. I'm on that McPherson over one and a half field goal prop. Uh, and again, I think Burrow uh, will, will get some points in this one. I'd actually lean over thinking that they're going to get 22 points or more. Okay, it's interesting about that narrative, too, because Sean McVay knows Zach Taylor. But Sean McVay is going to be focusing on his offense. Uh, it's Raheem Morris. And what is he going to know about Zach Taylor, right, as he formulates a game plan? But I will say this, Raheem Morris has practiced against that Rams offense. And in essence, that, that's what Zach Taylor's going to run. He's going to run that Rams offense. He's going to have his own touches to it and his own changes to it, but uh, creativity, if you will, too, with Zach Taylor. But Raheem Morris is going to have to focus in on Zach Taylor to decide if he can hold him under 21 and a half points. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And again, the familiarity, it makes sense. You kind of know what to expect. We always talk about, or at least I do, when you're like in a divisional matchup in a baseball game or mm -hmm. divisional matchup in the NFL, that familiarity does kind of benefit the dog, does kind of benefit the team getting points here. Also benefits sometimes lower scoring games because you're you're really not going to be too surprised by uh, what the other side is going to bring out for you. So again, I think the, the theory makes sense. I'm just, hey, are you going to like think Burrow's going to lay an egg here in this game? I think it could go the other way, and he could have a performance of his life in this one. Yeah, I'm looking at that as well. Zach Taylor needs a performance of his life to uh, help out Burrow. <laughs> uh, the Rams' secondary is too banged up. This is the narrative. Uh, to contain Jamar Chase or Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Jamar Chase. So you can go with that one. <laughs> Correlated bet, Jamar Chase over 79.5 receiving yards is minus 120. So 79 and a half, that's actually a pretty decent number because we did uh, see it open at 81 and a half with Jamar Chase. It mm -hmm. got hit to the under a little bit. We just got a fresh batch of data from BetMGM. They're taking in 73% of bets on the chase over, yet it's now down to 80 and a half. But to the point of, of our board, it did get down to 79 and a half. You saw some buyback there. Uh, they are leaning, leaning a little bit to the over based on the juice. So again, does Ramsey shadow him? Uh, is that a problem, Pritch? You mentioned like Mike Evans got over his head and scored anyway against Ramsey. <laughs> uh, but obviously, I'd rather if I'm betting Chase that he's going up against, you know, a different, uh, you know, cornerback there. Ramsey obviously is one of the best in the league. 
But I'll lean over this one a little bit. The, you're kind of low water marking a line that's fallen. And I think with Pritch, with, with these props, like we all get the rush early. Like we want to play these props. We want to get our bets in early. Then they get hit and they move a ton. Now I think that we're only four days away from the big game. Look for the ones that have really dipped a ton. Like, uh, again, you're getting a better number on Chase now, 79 right. and a half over because it opened 81 and a half. Another, you know, prop might be a 45 and a half. Now it's down to 39. Are you going to still bet the under? Yeah, it took in some money, but you're getting the worst of it. You can think about going over. If you got, if you're bored, you don't have much to do. You're, I'm sweating a lot of college basketball tonight, Pritch. But if you got free five minutes, just look at all the props in the movement and identify the biggest dips or rises. And then maybe think about going the other way. Line movement when it comes to props. Josh Applebaum, great uh, advice, <laughs> great information as always. Seriously, I, I mean, I think that's important to know uh, and to follow. Like what you said, I mean, the, the sharps are moving these numbers, right? And so the public getting involved would be one influence, but sharp. Money is another one. Uh, come up next on the program as we close out the show, the NBA, uh, the trade deadline, news and notes from the association. That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum the Sports Betting Network. Go for a huge score during the big game with BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on Pro Football's final game. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code SB200 when you make your first bet. You'll also bet earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. Only at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, expecting some big news uh, out of the NBA with the trade deadline rapidly approaching, but we got some big games uh, to go over here in the association. Let's start with Golden State and Utah. These two teams have mixed it up uh, earlier. Uh, you think about the injuries involved with these two teams as well. You got Utah now at two, laying two at home, 224 and a half to total. 
Yeah, it looks kind of pro and Joe, both on the Warriors here, Pritch. You had the Jazz open at some shops uh, laying two and a half. I even mm-hmm. saw an opener around three. Uh, you're getting a majority bets here, around 70% of bets on the Warriors, but also big share of money as well, close to 80%, 90% of money. So it kind of tells me the public just says, give me the Warriors as a dog. Pros might be just saying, hey, we have this game closer to maybe a pick type number. So line is going to Golden State. If, it looks like some shops are even going to one and a half right now, Pritch. So this line is falling in their favor. What intrigued me the most, though, Pritch, is the under in this game. You did have some over money came in. This was a bit of a surprise because you have two really good defensive teams here. But the total open around 222. It's met up to 224 and a half. I think right now is a good high water mark to take this under right now. I got down on the under 224 and a half. Uh, number one, Golden State, number one defensive efficiency team in the NBA. You have Utah, who's number 13. You also get kind of recent performance. Utah, 8-3 and three to the under their last 11, 5-0 and oh to the under their last five at home. Uh, these teams met back, back on January 23rd, so not that long ago. It was a 94-92 game. We have Golden State, 15-10 uh, and 10 to the under on the road. They're 32-20 and 20 to the under on the season. So I don't love going against the line move here. You did have this line creep up a little bit. Looks like there was some over money. But I think at this point, it's gotten so high that I think value here is, is taking two good def- really good defensive teams with an inflated under. I'm on that under 224 and a half, Pritch. Okay, because you look at them offensively, and certainly if you correlate that a little bit, uh, what the Warriors do offensively, what, about 110 points uh, a game offensively, and then the Jazz, they lead the league, really, 113 points uh, a game. So there is your total, 224 and a half right there. So uh, you like the under because you think the defenses are going to step up. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Again, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried because, you know, that last box score that was in the 90s, you know, you did have Gobert in that one. You had right. Draymond Green in that one. So two really good defensive guys are out here. But to me, Pritch, you know, again, it's not just what what side you like, but what, what number you got. Like if this thing, you know, open around 222, let's say it lands 224, early wise guys cash the over, anyone late to the party getting the worst of it ends up losing. So to me, when you have really good defensive teams and, and the line has risen, it's not really a sharp play to take the under, but it's kind of a value play based off an inflated line. Okay, because Donovan Mitchell, I think, in that last matchup did not play, and he's going to be in this one. And so well, they're you're scaring I mean, me. Right, Rich, you're right. scaring me with my under. <laughs> well, I'm just pointing out, and I'm not going to scare you. I don't want to scare no, you. But good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, I mean, because we have people considering in our audience considering this total, and uh, you know, when you when you don't have Gobert, I mean, there's a reasons why these teams play well defensively, and when some of those key players aren't involved in this game, uh, as players, you wonder, do they do it the other way? Do they try to outscore their opponent? Yeah, and again, maybe that's why you had some early money to the over. Now, I would say, you know, regardless of Draymond or, you know, Gobert being in or out, pace doesn't change too much based on, you know, guys. It's kind of a style that you play. So Mm -hmm. we do have, you know, a little bit slower in terms of these pace. So that's what I'm banking on, Pritch. But uh, again, there's some reasons like the over. I just think it now, you know, maybe it provides value to go under based on the line move. Okay, the Lakers on a back-to-back. They're laying nine on the road, 223-and-a-half is the total against Portland. Ooh, this looks kind of like that Celtics game from last night, doesn't it, Pritch? A team who's got uh, all their guys being out, you know, Blazers. What what the heck are the Blazers doing? I just I don't it understand down. it. They're, yeah, they're stripping it down. But then, Pritch, they just traded uh, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, Alexander Walker, there, who they just got. They just sent him to Utah to get Ingles' expiring contract. Mm-hmm. I thought Walker-Alexander was kind of a good young player you want to build around. So I don't know what the Blazers and are Ingles up to. Ingles is out for the year. It, yeah, so it's pretty much just a salary dump. So, Pritch, isn't it great when, when the billionaire owner can save a few dollars? Like, sure. that really makes me happy if I'm a fan. But um, anyway, Pritch, I'd lean the Lakers, uh, laying the points here or nothing. Again, it looks kind of just like that Celtics game where all the Nets guys were out last night. Now the Blazers are shorthanded. The Lakers open at like eight and a half. Now they're up to nine and a half. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you give this an hour. It's probably up to 10. But here's another under I'm looking at, Pritch. Maybe you like this a little bit better. But uh, open 225. Now it's down to 223 and a half. So looking at this one, if you're shorthanded, you're missing all your guys that you've traded away. I think that takes a hit to your offense. Uh, you look at Portland here. They're 6-2 and two to the under. Their last eight at home. Both these teams are in the bottom two-thirds of the NBA in terms of offensive efficiency. And we do have Portland, again, four and once on their last five. So I don't know if once you trade all these guys away, do you have enough firepower to keep pace? Uh, I'd look toward the under here. And again, Lakers look a lot like the Celtics last night. Okay, one quick question about the Bulls and the Hornets, uh, the total. What's the market indicating to you? Uh, what's, what are the Sharps looking like they're doing, what they're doing? 236 and a half. Uh, is a total in this one. Levine's back healthy. Uh, I'm curious what the market's going on. What's going on with the market, though? A lot of oversteam pitch. This is one yeah. of your biggest numbers that have moved uh, to the over here. This actually opened Bulls uh, or Bulls Hornets around, I think, like a 230, 231. Uh, maybe that was a kind of a bad opener. Maybe it was more like 232. But either way, mm-hmm. they're all the way up to 236 and a half. I see this thing going to 237. Wow. Pritch, anytime this happens, I, I look at it one of two ways. If this is a you know, 128 to 125 game, you're like, duh, like it got steamed to the over. It was obvious. But also it's like when it moves so much, again, you're kind of getting the worst of it right now. It could fly over. uh, But now that it's moved more than five points to the over, it's kind of just tough for me to kind of quote unquote, chase that steam and be with it. If anything, I'd maybe lean low and and buy back on the under here. Make it easy on yourself. Maybe you just don't play it at all. Definitely some over money, but again, you're getting the worst of it after the value is pretty much gone. Are the Bulls that bad defensively? I know the Hornets are, but I mean, for this total and then only laying a point and a half on the road, though, even with Levine back. Yeah, so I'm digging a little deeper pitch. What's interesting is that the Bulls are 5-0 and of the over the last five. I mean, mm-hmm. their box scores, kind of what we mentioned, 127, 124, right. 119, 108, 122, 115. So they've been sailing over. But on the flip side, the Hornets, they've cooled off. They're a 5-0 to the under mm. their last five okay. with a 104.86. You know, uh, I'm looking at them right now, like 115.90. This is what makes betting exciting right. and challenging, but also really hard, Pritch. Like, you got the Bulls flying over. We got the Hornets sailing under, and this total is absolutely skyrocketing. So, uh, again, I'll lean just by low under. I do have a slight system when the total is uh, 235 or higher. I think the under is around, like, 58%. So, again, under nothing for me. It's just tough to lay this over once it's moved so much. Yeah, the Bulls having to defend the Suns and the Sixers uh, in the last couple of games uh, recently, <laughs> too. Okay, Market Insights podcast. Again, each and every day you can catch Josh Applebaum and his Market Insights podcast. It's outstanding. Highly recommended. Josh, what would you have for us today? Well, I appreciate it, Pritch. Yeah, we talked about a couple of these uh, games from earlier, you know, kind of looking at your uh, your matches tonight, that match last night with Arkansas, still really liking uh, Oklahoma. If you can get some points there, everybody's on uh, the opponent, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. The line's kind of going toward Oklahoma. Same thing, Mississippi State. They're in a good spot uh, against Tennessee, where the rank, uh, you know, public is all over the rank Tennessee at the line's falling. But I'll give you a couple other ones. Um, I don't want to make Adam Burke upset with me, but I actually like Rutgers tonight. I know okay. he's on Ohio State. Um, my play there would be Publix all over Ohio State. They actually open as a three and a half point favorite on the road, and yet we're seeing this line actually fall to three. So it looks like some money coming in on kind of that contrarian spot for Rutgers. Uh, they've been great at the rack, their home stadium here. They're 11 and two uh, overall at home. And you also have Ohio State three and four on the road. So I'll take the points here. Um, you would have loved a three and a half, but even if you get a three, I see some juice like it may get down a little bit more. Uh, so I'll take Rutgers in this one. Then the other one I really like is uh, Wake Forest, Pritch. Wake Forest um, is on the road at NC State. And these teams are really trending in opposite directions. You have NC State, who's lost four straight. Uh, Wake Forest is uh, six and one. Their last seven have been playing some great basketball. 
You had Wake open as a really short two-point favorite on the road. They've been steamed up to minus three. Um, it's not a huge Ken Palm edge. I think he's got it right around three or four. Uh, but Wake, nine and four in conference. NC State, three and ten in conference. I'm not going to outsmart myself here, Pritch. If NC State pulls this off, I'll tip my cap. But give me the better team with a line move. I'm on Wake Forest here laying the points. Tell you what, College Hoops, is they're in a good spot right now. I don't know which conference is the best. I mean, some people are leaning towards SEC. You can go Big Ten, you can go Big 12. Where do you go? Where, where do you, which conference do you believe right now uh, is the best conference? So as a New Englander, Pritch, <laughs> I find myself betting the SEC and loving the SEC. Yes. I don't know what it is, but it's like these, like, Auburn goes to Alabama mm-hmm. or again, you know, like uh, Auburn to LSU or whatever these matchups are. I feel like the, the stadiums, the crowds are going crazy. Oh, I like these SEC short dogs, Pritch. That's really been my angle so far this yeah. year. Purdue, though, they just look spectacular. <laughs> I mean, each each team I watch, Kentucky, they look spectacular. I mean, I take your pick at this point. Gonzaga, you for, we forget about Gonzaga. Yeah, seriously. And then again, Pritch, it's like, don't forget about Duke. Don't forget about Kansas. It's going to be a great March Madness. It will. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Great job, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.